Welcome to another edition of the You Listen, I Talk podcast. I'm your co-host, James Kay, and I'm joined once again by your other co-hosts, Chase Hannon and Pat Lynch. Guys, how are you feeling that we are finally approaching the NBA playoffs? Oh, it's great. It's always a great time of the year when the NBA playoffs start. There's going to be a lot of chippiness. Fuck yeah. um, weather's getting nice out, so there's nothing to complain about. Yeah, I'm excited. Just I don't watch a lot of NBA regular season, but all eyes are on the NBA playoffs. I mean, this is the time of the year. This is when the NBA draws all of those, Absolutely. I like to call my independent viewers. No one really cares about anyone but their own team, but... If you've got a Celtics fan or something that their team's not playing that night, they're going to watch yeah. like the Warriors destroy the yeah. Clippers or something Whether like Whether you're a huge NBA fan or not, the NBA playoffs are great to watch. They're just like, they're, it's just a source of entertainment. It's where legacies are cemented. Yeah, exactly. it's one of the most exciting parts of the year, just in sports in general, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Totally. Like, you can't, I don't know, some people can't get pumped up for a divisional playoff round, like in yeah. the NFL, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, we're here. Um, but before we get into today... Before we get into today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our pages on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. If you want to contact us, you can always do so at youlistenitalkmailbag at gmail.com. And you can find us at Twitter at youlisten underscore italk. So after months of media hyperbole and player drama, we are finally here face-to-face with the NBA playoffs. The, the, um, it's been so close that the, the standings were finally set last night after... Portland remarkably came back from 28 points down while only playing six players. Which they were trying to lose the game. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's not the best matchup for them. Um, but uh, actually, none of their starters played last night, yeah, too. It's, they so were trying weird. to lose, so they wouldn't have to face OKC, okay, but now they are. I feel like that kind of reset the playoff picture. So let's just go down the line of matchups for each conference. I'm just going to go off, uh, list them off right now. <clears throat> For the Eastern Conference, the number one Milwaukee is playing number eight Detroit. Number two, Toronto is facing number seven uh, Orlando. Sixers, the three seed, are facing the number six Nets. The Celtics at number four are facing the Pacers at five. The Western Conference, really quickly, Golden State at one versus the Clippers at eight. Denver at two versus San Antonio at seven. Portland at three versus number six OKC, and number four Houston versus. Number five, Utah, just in case you haven't looked at the standings yet. Um, so, yeah, since we're short on time, um, since we only have this space reserved for a little bit, let's just quickly go through uh, the first round. I feel like in the Eastern Conference, it's a little bit more, oh, it's less murky than uh, the Western Conference. So, Pat, let's just say by chance Detroit summons all their superpowers up to beat the Bucks. What does that look like? Like, how would Detroit take down the Bucks? Uh, you know, that would be some, that would be a way of find. they would figure out a way how to slow down Giannis, who's going to win probably the MVP this year, averaging 27 and 12 and a half. But I think you're going to see um, really a lot of um, usage out of Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. That's kind of been their whole thing all year. Blake Griffin's having a career year with 24 points, almost eight rebounds, almost six assists. And I think... The biggest thing for them is um, the production from their backcourt players, which they haven't had a whole lot this season. They've been very injury prone as well, and I think that's kind of like it's kind of the story. Of the uh, the Pistons, like who do you know in their backcourt other than Reggie Jackson? Like I mean, the only notable players they have are their center Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. So this game, I mean, maybe the Pistons could rack up one W in this series, but I see it being a clean sweep by the Bucks. I couldn't agree more. Pierce, uh, Pierce, Chase, do you have any objection to that? No, I, I do think Drummond 
wills them to one win, probably in Detroit. I mean, they need it at that point. I really do like this front court. It's one of the best front courts just to watch in general. They're not going to get a lot of wins. That's why they're the eighth seed. They kind of snuck into the playoffs here at the end. But it's it's interesting that Blake's old team, the Clippers, are the eighth seed on the other side, and then yeah. he's with Detroit, the eighth yeah. seed on this side. Like, would the Clips have been that much better with him? I'm not entirely sure. But I like him here. It's kind of a career renaissance in Detroit. Love it. I really love him aside, beside uh, – Drummond here, but you said it, Pat. They need a lead star guard, and if they can get it, maybe they can jump up in the East. But for now, they're kind of a just a team that's going to get crushed in the first round. I'm just going to give off like some stats for Detroit. So it's a bad recipe for them. They're bottom half in the league in points per game. Milwaukee is top 11 uh, for points uh, opponents points allowed, um, and Detroit doesn't make their free throws, which never works in the playoffs. They're 23rd in the league with that. I think the only way they win is if. Blake, one is a spot-up shooter and is able to dominate in the perimeter like he did a, a couple yeah. weeks ago when he scored and he hit nine threes in the game. And the only way like that works, too, is if Giannis is away from him. I mean, Giannis will probably guard Drummond, but you yeah. know, you, Blake can't go in the paint without Giannis being there to disrupt. I don't really see this working for Detroit. Um, so, yeah, I think we all have the Bucks moving on. Let's just quickly go to Raptors Magic, Pat. What do the Magic need to do to win this matchup? Um, really, they're just going to have to you know, some find a way to slow down uh, Toronto in the transition. They're one of the best transition teams in the NBA. But I think yeah. looking at this series, the Magic don't have any like playoff experience, like none. They have DJ Augustine, who's a career Terrence player. Ross. Yeah, ter- <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, some role players that have played on some NBA uh, playoff teams but no, playing no meaningful minutes in, in a playoff setting. So... I think that's the biggest key is just slowing them down in uh, in transition because that's where they that's where the Raptors are so lethal because they're um, they have very they have a very versatile starting five mm-hmm. now with Marcus Sol yeah. all these guys are pretty skilled players for their size and um, ability definitely how about you Chase any, do the Magic have any optimism like optimism in this series I think if you take a step back they have an optimism for the future but not really right now this is to, you got to the playoffs you got this berth five years ago the Magic were considered one of the worst <laughs> franchises in American sports not even like the NBA like yeah. they were botching their draft picks I remember one time they posted on their Instagram like their list on accident of who they were thinking about drafting who they think about trading it's just like it's it was hard to even watch and yet through all of that, the last non-LeBron or Celtics team to go to the title from the East, the NBA Finals, were the Magic in 2009. Yep. It's like we have come so far. Yeah. Ten years later, they have none of those players on this roster. I do like Vucevic, but I, I just, I, this is not a team that is going to. No. no. Maybe they might snag a game, kind of like the same yeah. thing with the Pistons. Right. It kind of tends to happen in the playoffs unless you've got a truly dominant team. Yeah. I feel like they snag a game. It really, they, yeah. they could really only snag a game, maybe their first game at home. Exactly. Like, yeah, looking at this right now, Toronto's fourth um, in fast break points, and going on, and Orlando's all the way at the bottom at 25th. So it kind of just shows. There's that, but the Magic actually have a solid defense. So they're fifth in the league in oppo- opponents' point, points per game, eighth in defensive rating, and tenth in opponent effective field goal percentage. And they're also 21 and nine in their last 30 games. Now, the one problem is that they don't have that star that can take over a game, and I think that Vucevic is going to get kind of muzzled by. Abaka and Siakam, like, yeah. if you take away him... And even Marcus Exactly. If you take away him, like, I don't know, I don't feel like Aaron Gordon has proven that he can take over um, multiple games by himself, and Terrence Ross, I mean, actually, like, he is a solid bench piece for a deeper team. This team is not deep, so... 
Um, it's great for Magic fans to like get you know get to see their team in the, like team in the playoffs. But yeah, I'm sorry. This is just, the, the Raptors are just too good for uh, even for a Magic team that did well in the last 30 games. Um, so we're all in agreement on that. 76ers Nets. Pat, uh, what is the key for the Nets in this series and, and the Sixers? I think the, the only key for the Nets in this series is hoping Joel Embiid sits out as many games as um, possible. Because I know he is he may not be ready by the weekend. I think his knee is still sore, um, is what he's saying. But I think that's going to give Jared Allen a lot of room to you know make some plays down low, I think. Having probably Boban starting at center. Or who, who would start for the Sixers? I think they would probably... Um, Maybe I guess it depends. It, I mean, it might be a matchup to matchup right. type of series, but so that might be difficult. I think this this series could I think could be a sweep too. I think um, no one can really stop can match up with Simmons Ben Simmons on this Nets team. Mm. This Nets team, like the Magic, has don't really have a whole lot of playoff experience behind any other guys outside of like Damari Carroll and like Alan Crabb if he's <sighs> still even hurt. But then once again, those guys were just role players on decent teams. And Joe um, Harris too. Guy yeah, Joe Harris, top he, five three point percent. Right. Guy. Yeah, he he could be one of the X factors. But yeah, I think the only key for them is hoping Embiid sits out like three games. This this series could be a lot more closer than people think it is. But I think even if Embiid's not playing, I think it's like a five games or Sixers winning like five. Okay. How about you, Chase? Uh, this is my upset pick. I like, love of, it. of anything, I think the Nets. It's culminating. I know you you mentioned it before the pod. They are slowing down mm-hmm. at the end of the regular season but this is a Nets team that a lot of t- no one really had pegged they brought in a lot of guys that were just role player guys <laughs> like guys that you don't expect to take over a game but D'Angelo Russell's had a great renaissance here Joe Harris like you mentioned he's shooting 62% in effective field goal percentage wow. because of that uh, tremendous three-point clip I think Joe Harris and D'Angelo Russell could definitely do something yes Embiid is probably going to have to sit out two games for them to be able to yeah. snag they're going to have to snag one in Philly it's going to, to have, yeah. have to happen. It's probably going to have to happen in the first two that they play in Philadelphia, if not game five. I really, I just, it's insane to me that Brooklyn is in this position. They haven't drafted Same. in the top 20, not even the lottery, the top 20 since yeah. 2010. This will be it's the not first like 2014 year. Yeah. or something. It's been nine years mm-hmm. since they drafted in the top 20 in the NBA draft. It's just they sold their entire future to try and get butts and seats with the whole Pearson Garnett thing. Yeah. It didn't pan out at all, and yet all of these role players came together. It's just such a non-traditional NBA roster, and that's why I love it. I, re- I really hope they can take down the Sixers because, yes, when the Sixers are on their top of their game, they're absolutely a contender in the East. But I think they're just not as consistent of a team than that I can rely on to get out of the first round. And I think, I mean, still, even once they added Jimmy Butler, the Sixers, I still haven't fully matched, I think, completely well. And even with the addition of Tobias Harrison, or Tobias Harris, um, <laughs> it hasn't fully, you know, messed together yet. But, I mean, that, that type of stuff takes time, so we'll see. But, I mean, they shouldn't struggle, I think, with Brooklyn. So my instinct when you've uh, – I think that was the only pick you really told us about before the pod – um, I went to. I was like, okay, is it feasible for the Sixers to actually follow the Nets here? So, the since February first, the Nets have the second worst field goal percentage in the league. They are twenty four, the twenty fourth worst three point percentage uh, in shooting. They are twenty fourth worst team in the league in terms of three point percentage. Uh, twenty and they're twenty six in both turnovers committed and free throw percentage. I don't know. I maybe I overvalue three free throw percentage, but just like giving away points like that to a team that already has 
four all-stars that can kind of, I mean, and J.J. Redick, who I think is a little underappreciated in that yeah. offense sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to see the Nets. as like They have kind of dropped off, and that D'Angelo Russell hype has kind of, I mean, it's kind of kept it's going nice through the season. It's a nice story, but I'm not sure. I mean, is he someone that can really lead someone, lead a team? Or a championship? No. Or like a, a playoff series? I'm not really For sold me, it's on just, that. For me, I, I look every year in the NBA playoffs. If you want a first-round upset, it's, it's going to be in the 3-6 line. Mm-hmm. The 8-1 upset hasn't happened since the Grizzlies over the uh, Spurs. And this 7-2 upset hasn't happened in almost a decade. Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't yeah. really make sense to go for those upsets especially with the whole super team notion ever since LeBron went to Miami and Durant went to Golden State like things like that have happened it's just there's no sense in picking those 8-1-7-2s the 6-3s make sense to me and even though there's a talent discrepancy with the Sixers I feel like once you get to that matchup it's a lot closer mm-hmm. and it's more feasible and it could happen that's the only reason I've got the Nets here I, if I do think that, out, it yeah, changes the everything. Sixers are yeah. the better roster and I do genuinely think that if they get past the Nets, they've got a decent chance to make the conference finals and beat the Raptors. But I, I just, I don't think that they even get past the Nets. I don't think they're consistent enough. Yeah, no, that's fair, and they're a very top-heavy team. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, Celtics Pacers. This became much closer because um, I think it was either yesterday or the day before where Marcus Smart um, tore his oblique, um, and he's the heart and soul. But I digress, Pat. Um, who do you see? Uh, I think this is the closest matchup we have in the Eastern Conference right now. So who do you think uh, pulls it off? Uh, I think, I mean, this is kind of a lot like Celtics-Knicks. I think Celtics pull this off in five games. Um, I've been saying this kind of all season long and throughout most of our pods, but I think the Celtics are one of those teams that can just flip flip a switch, I think. Um, Jalen Brown, or yeah, Jalen Brown's just going to plug in for Marcus Martin's starting lineup, and, you know, that's what they had, rocked with all last year. And went it went smoothly going all the way to the uh, seven-game series with the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think the Celtics, they shouldn't struggle because the Pacers, ever since Victor Oladipo's gone down, they've just struggled to score like and get the ball in the basket. They they were they have super good chemistry, really good team all around, but not enough to win a playoff series, especially versus you know a kind of a veteran team like the Celtics. Okay. Chase, um, what's your gut feeling with the Celtics Pacers? I've got Celtics in seven in this one. I think yeah. they push it to seven games. I think they because they have the home court, they win it in Boston. You have to you have to remember, just two weeks ago we were talking about how there's no way the Celtics get the four. And they beat the Pacers in Indiana and they stole this four seed from them. And that's I think is gonna be crucial because I do think this gets taken to seven games. You don't often see it where a team wins at home every time. Like you just go back and forth two, two, one, one, one. But I think that this could happen in this series. Both teams have tremendous home court advantages in Boston at TD Garden. And then when you just see in Indiana what has happened, they don't really care who's on the floor, but they love Victor Oladipo. He's gone. He's out. But I I genuinely think this is still a a scrappy team that can win a series. I think Boston gets it done in seven only because they stole home court right out from Indiana's noses. So it's hard for me to really dissect this Celtics team, not just because of all the question marks that surround the roster, but just because I love them so much and become so attached to them when even one polarizing thing happens to them. Um, and because of that, I, we just won't know what this team is like until game one. Even the first yeah. five minutes, we'll know where the direction of the series is going to go. Um, the Celtics have to lose this series more than they... Than the, or, like, yeah, the Celtics have to lose this series more than the Pacers really can win it, if that makes sense. Um, but Marcus Smart, like, losing him, um, I mean, that really it's hurts crucial. them. He was going to... Uh, I mean, he's the guy that guards Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich who is their number one like scoring option right now. 
Um, that does worry me a little bit, but... But Jalen Brown's not a bad substitute for that. Not a bad substitute. He's a good defender. Um, it's just a different team with Marcus Smart. Yeah, on the, Marcus Smart's kind of like the core of the Celtics team. He's the, the pulse. Yeah. He is the pulse. And the Celtics, I mean, their offense can struggle. And, you know, Marcus Smart actually does provide some uh, umph for them on the offensive end. Yeah. Pacers allowing a league best 94 points per game, and like you said, they have a solid home court advantage. Um, it'll probably be closer than people expect, but yeah. I, the Celtics still advance, in my opinion. Yeah, my, I, could, I could see the Celtics winning like the first game by like 20 points, coming out and just destroying the Pacers. I could see this series getting out of hand quickly. So let's move to the Western Conference Finals just so that we can get this going a little bit. Uh, Golden State Clippers, I mean, Pat. Any objection to the Golden State moving on here? <laughs> um, no, I think it's, it'll be a clean sweep. I just want to point out one thing. Uh, I think the X factor in this series is Pat Beverly strictly because mm-hmm. of what he's done in the playoffs um, before. I, I, I'm pointing directly to the Russell Westbrook injury. I think that was like 2015, 16, whatever when he like was being all aggressive on Russ and, then, and he ended up tearing his meniscus, I think. Are you thinking about Steph? Who got? Because no, I remember. I'm about, I don't know what year it was, but I remember he, yeah. he was on. This was when he was on the Rockets. Okay. Then, and they were playing OKC, and I'm pretty sure they still had Durant. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it was the yeah. year. I'm not sure, but I remember. Yeah, Pat, Beverly can always um, give opposing point guards a tough time. And, uh, 2013. 12. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a while ago. Um, yeah. So that that's. Pat Beverly. Yeah, you know he's feisty. He's guy. feisty. Um, Chase, what do you think? First round, Golden State I mean, Clippers. Warriors and four is the right pick here. It makes the most sense. The Clippers snuck into the playoffs. I mean, the West is very tough, but it's still yeah. the eighth seed you're facing here. I mean, last year Minnesota was lucky to get a game against the Clippers in that 1-8 matchup, and they won 4-1. I don't think the Clippers the are afforded that luxury. I think that it's 4-0. I mean, we saw it last year. The Warriors... They went 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, and then just lost the one game in the finals. Like, Definitely. They I went genu- 17 and one when they won the finals that one year. Yeah. So I so. just I, I don't th- to me there's no way that the Clippers get more than one game in this first series. And Agreed. playoff Warriors are just a different team. They than are regular season Warriors. I'm done with the narrative that the Warriors are going that are like they are in trouble this season. Um, at least in this round, I think that they they'll breeze by the Clippers. The Clippers have played them tightly actually throughout the series. Um, like through like the four game set that they played this year. Um, they also don't have Tobias Harris anymore. And when you just trade your best player like that, I don't think you can beat an all-time team like Golden State, even if people think that they're struggling. Like, I don't, it's just not going to happen. I think expect. Um, um, I can see one thing happening in this series. I can see like Steve Kerr maybe sitting a few like players or putting minute restrictions on like Boogie or like maybe sit if you know if something's bothering any of their players, Durant, Steph, whatever. I could see them sitting out a game or two because I mean having one of them. One of their starting five, having one of them set out a game is not going to affect any outcome. Yeah, pro- not least this series. I agree, I would agree with that. Um, Nuggets Spurs. Um, Pat, any gut feelings about Nuggets Spurs? I think this is probably the closest one we have in the Western Conference right now. Right. I, I, you know, I really want to say that the Spurs can upset the Nuggets, but I just don't see it happening. I don't. The Spurs just don't have enough, um, you know, to hang with. I think the the Nuggets, but I do think. The one problem with the Nuggets, their top three scorers have never been in the playoffs, so I mean, they lack a lot of playoff experience. But I th- see the Nuggets winning in like five or six games. Okay, how about you, Chase? I think they could press it to seven. I think that the just like the sheer 
Spurs playoff mentality, they're back. And like I, I don't think that they're here to win anything, but I think that they could <laughs> snag a series. I like the way you worded it. Like Those top three scores for the Nuggets, they don't have playoff experience. All right, Jokic, uh, Gary Harris, and Jamal Murray. Yeah, but like those are three great players, mm-hmm. and they really showed it. They had the one seed for a little while in the – regular season but the Warriors kind of took it from them and pretty soundly they could they never were able to defeat the Warriors after like October in the regular season they lost by 20 all three times after that and it feels like there's a big discrepancy between the one and the two simply because it's the Nuggets and not the Rockets or the Spurs or something up here and not a team we're used to in the West but I'm happy the Nuggets are here I think they get past the Spurs I hope it goes to seven surely for Popovich and all of the storylines that would be happening there but I think the Nuggets get it done and move on yeah, I'm in the same boat. So the Nuggets are 30 and three at home, um, but they're 20 and 21 on the road. So if they lose one game in Denver, I mean they are really looking at a, an uphill battle going into San Antonio. And you said that the Spurs are back. They have like they're actually like I don't even say that they're like they're still there. You know what yeah, I mean? No, they, they haven't, haven't left. They haven't left. They're the the door is closed. Um, so I don't know. I think that um, I mean Denver is. I still think that Denver's talent still overwhelms. Uh, San Antonio to a sen- in a sense like I like the Spurs like outside of Aldridge and DeRozan I mean they're great at shooting threes but those two guys alone I mean the, when I think that when, you, when we talk about the playoffs we have to think about like talent over talent especially in this first round yeah and I think that because DeRozan and Aldridge aren't the best uh, outside scores that it's going no. to hurt them the, the, and the, the the Nuggets also have the best opponent three-point percentage um, allowed so like in the league so and I think that if you can take that away from the Spurs they can move forward right. um, and the Spurs are a team that doesn't shoot well from three and they shoot a bunch of mid-range shots and Denver's just got a ton of young guys that love just chucking up threes exactly so I think and it's going to be they're one of the fastest paced teams too I'm pretty sure in the NBA exactly um, so I think that uh I think because of that, I think Denver is going to be able to move forward. And, oh, absolutely. And, but it's going to be close. I think this is going to – I mean, whenever you go up against Pop, it's just – it's a ima- It'll be competitive. It'll be competitive. Um, let's go – let's move forward to uh, Portland OKC. This is also pretty close, I'd say, but um, I, actually I'll, I'll save my take. Pat, um, who do you like, Portland OKC? Uh, I like OKC in, about, in like a six-game series. I think um, Russell Westbrook is the X Factor. Opinion, he's kind of been you know shady the second half of the season uh, with his shooting woes and everything. But I think if he can just become you know get a little bit back to himself and Paul George gets a little more healthy, this team could win easily. And I think cause the Blazers lost you know their center use of Nurkic, so that puts a lot more on um, McCollum and Lillard's you know shoulders. I and mean, they've kind of proved they haven't really been able to you know win meaningful playoff series. Agreed. I think it's it's going to be interesting because I feel like what uh, I mean while Nurkic went down and um, I mean they're still a really solid team. Like they actually are fifth in net rating since the injury and they're eight and two. But I don't know. I feel like that's still not enough for them to be able to punish OKC necessarily. And I mean I think the X factor on Portland side has to be Zach Collins who's filling in for Nurkic. And um, I mean I watched him the other night and he fits in that system so well and he's elusive he can really work his way in the post and um i mean i think that if he really lives up to the potential that they see in him they actually they kind of consider him to be untradeable at, at last off season 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think OKC, sh if they're able to shut down the perimeter, it's going to be like a five or six game series. And I'm not going to pick Portland until they're successful. Like they've shown that they can be successful in the playoffs. I think it's interesting that yeah. ever since the Nurkic injury, even though they're eight and two, and even though they, I know it was completely, they wanted to tank and lose that last game, yeah. but <laughs> they've made that comeback. Everyone's selling the Blazers because it's a bad matchup. I've still got the Blazers moving on, and I still think that the better team. I love Paul George and what he's been able to do in Oklahoma City. He had, This year was fantastic to watch. Russell Westbrook, I agree, is the X factor in this one. To me, it's just it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun series. I think Lillard yeah. against Westbrook is going to be what you really need to watch. McCollum, I think, could really have a, sh a coming out party here. With, they won't be able to be relying on Nurkic. They won't get all of those offensive rebounds that they're used to. Nurkic yeah. hauling all of those down that he typically does. You're going to rely on Zach Collins, who I do think is going to be able to insert into that role and have a pretty solid playoff campaign here. But I think they push it to six or seven, and I think the Trailblazers actually advance. I like that take. I mean, people really have sold uh, the Portland out. And I mean, I'm one of them, but Same. just because Nurkic had that career year and he was having, again, like... But the, I, don't, I don't even think it's Nurkic that's the problem. I just think, okay, see, if they're, if they're clicking, like, they've showed it already that it's going to be, you know, they're going to be tough. They're going to be good, yeah. really tough to beat. Exactly. Um, so we have two OKC, one Portland. I think we hit for the next round we're going to sure insert okay it's just there to yeah. me it reminds me of uh back when in 2011 when the mavs were the three seed and they they were supposed to be the four seed all year and then they jumped mm -hmm. up to the three seed at the very end and they played this hot up-and-coming trailblazers team with lamarcus aldridge yeah. and everybody was like blazers are gonna win it's easy this is such a, ba a bad matchup for the mavs and the mavs win the whole damn thing yeah i genuinely think i'm not saying the blazers are winning the whole thing i just think that because of the matchup worries and because Nurkic is mm -hmm. out, it makes sense to pick OKC. I just think that the Blazers are still a very complete team. Rockets, Utah. Let's go. Let's do it quickly. Um, gut feeling at this one. I think this is pretty easy for me. But Pat, what do you? How do you feel about it? Um, I like the Rockets winning. This will probably. This is a very close series, and I can see it going like six and six or seven games. It's strictly because of the Jazz and how good they are defensively and. Yeah, I think the emergence of Rudy Gobert on the offensive end too has helped a lot because you know he's this is his best offensive season. He's averaging 15 points, 12 and a half rebounds, and he can have a huge impact, you know, on Clint Capella and the way that the Rockets play their, you know, high pick and roll game. But yeah. I think the Rockets win the six. How about you, Chase? I'm on the other side of the coin, and I, I know it. that I keep differing here, but the Jazz have always been my playoff. Like I, I want them to succeed in the playoffs just because I enjoy seeing small market teams succeed yeah. and i think just like houston versus salt lake city like you get to see that utah jazz <laughs> they have a legitimate roster i love mm -hmm. donovan mitchell in the playoffs and i'm really excited i genuinely think that they can win this series and that's why i'm gonna pick them i've got the jazz actually in six because i think that they'll be able to win that crucial fifth game and then go home and get it done i really what you mentioned gobert he's always been a defensive stud yeah. we've always known him as that but this year he has really come out and proven that he has offensive ability and I think that's going to really pose a threat for the Rockets. They like to jack up as many threes as possible. Right. We saw last year their downfall, what did they go, 0 for 27? Some ridiculous number. They, lost, the they missed uh, 27 in a 27 row. 27 in yeah. a row, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. But then I'm they not, made 27 the other night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and set the NBA record, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I just I think that the Jazz get out of this series. I just can't get the image out of my head of the Jazz being down by 15 early and then Donovan Mitchell plays one on five and has tunnel vision yeah. with the rim. So to me, like, the Utah, they're fantastic. Like they they've, just, the since uh, I don't know since March first, they have the second best net rating. 
um, behind Houston, though. So they're peaking at the right time. And I think that they were struggled at the beginning of the season. Donovan Mitchell, again, was criticized for playing too much hero ball. They have a good chance at, like, again, defensively, they're, they're going to be able to take out Capella. I think they might be the best defensive team in the West. And I think that's crazy, but I, I, I think they've got some of the best defensive guards on the team. Yeah. With Jay Crowder and Tabo Cephalosha. I know they're role players, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. yet, like, five years ago, those are two of the best defensive guards in the NBA. And I think that they're both on this roster. It kind of makes sense that they'll get more minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I still think the Rockets are one of the best teams in the Western Conference since January 20, January 27th when Chris Ball came back. Um, I think that the, I mean we're we're going to see a team that can rival Golden State in the next round, and I think because of that they beat the Jazz in uh, in either five or six. It would make a much better story if yeah. we get Rockets Warriors in the second round. I think the key matchup to watch is mm-hmm. Gobert versus uh, Capella. Yeah, no, definitely. So let's move to the second round. So then we can kind of go in more depth with this. Um, so Bucks Celtics. To me, this is going to come down to health. But Pat, where do you see uh, the second round of the playoffs during with the Eastern Conference Bucks Celtics? You know, I mean, before I heard about the Marcus Smart news, I liked the Celtics to come out and win that. But you know, I'm actually going to stick with that decision. I think the Celtics. Like I said earlier, they're one of those teams that can just really put everything together quickly and figure out and win win ball games. And I think especially for you know team like the Bucks, you know Giannis hasn't been outside of the first round of the playoffs nope. ever. So last um, year, right? Didn't no, they oh, you're right. You're, Celtics. you're right. Yeah. yeah, they were the eight seed last. Yeah, they, they were the they eight had seed. That crazy last year. deep shot to send right. it to overtime. Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, they totally were the eight seed last yeah. year and and lost to the Celtics. It was a seven game series, but. I could see it being the same. It's going to be a chippy series versus both of these teams, but I think the Celtics will, will like win in like six or seven. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a fair take. How about you, Chase? Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd like to see an exciting Celtics team get through, I think that loss of Marcus Smart is just far too much to overcome. The timetable they were releasing was saying like like he, two rounds. Yeah, I right? say he could be back in the if they make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think that they get there. I think he's more focused on rehab, and it makes sense for him to be sitting out. I, I really want to see what Brown and Tatum can do in the playoffs because they were so dominant last the year. The J-team. so exciting yeah. last year. Even with Irv- like the Irving injury and everything getting shut down, they were one game away from the NBA Finals. And just to think about that and the fact that they've taken such a step back, they're 14-14 and 14 in their last 28. They haven't beaten a meaningful playoff team in months, it seems. They probably have in a couple of the spots there, but it just seems like any time they go up against an elite team, they struggle. I just don't see a way that they can get out of this series. I've got... Uh, the classic Bucks and Six. Okay, that's fair. Um, and again, I just don't know what the Celtics team is going to look like in, until the, the first five minutes of Game One. But uh, without Marcus Smart, I mean, it's just really hard to like to see the Celtics moving forward. However, I do think that Gordon Hayward, who's the X factor of the Celtics, who's averaged seventeen five and five, and his like, you know, he can kind of counterbalance the loss of Smart. I think potentially just yeah. because. Anytime that Gordon Hayward does well, the Celtics bench win. goes crazy. And, and they win. And they win. And um, I don't know. I just think that if you can, I don't know, move that energy over to Gordon Hayward and really rally behind him. Um, I'm not sure how great that is for the Celtics and being able to retain Kyrie. Um, but, like, I think that that does help the, the Celtics. And I think that if Gordon Hayward is Utah Gordon Hayward, that this is series, especially with all the health issues around Malcolm Brogdon, who won't, who at the earliest will be back April 25th and uh, the latest May 4th. And Miritich might be is hopeful for game one, but who knows what his health situation is going to be. I think it have, it's hard for me to see Milwaukee just riding behind Giannis um, for the entire series like that because that's not how the, the way they played 
this year. Um, so you have Bucks, Bucks, right? That's what. Oh so, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, you have Celtics. Celtics. Right, okay, yeah. so Celtics two to one. Um, Philly Raptors. So I think this is an interesting series, Pat. What's your gut feeling with Philly? And um, I mean, is it going to be close? Philly Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be close. I think it will be because these teams match up well against each other. Um, I think you, you can do a lot of different combinations on Kawhi, whether that's Tobias Harris, Jimmy, or Ben Simmons. Um, but I think, you know, looking at this matchup, I think the Raptors are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and I think they pull out, like, a series win in six or seven games. I think, I mean, for the South, or for the Sixers to really, you know, mesh well, I think it's going to – going to rely a lot on Ben Simmons because okay. of the way he's going to score. Because teams, the way they're going to play Ben Simmons, I think this playoff series is going to be just flat-out ridiculous, something we've never seen, just daring a guy to shoot, like yeah. daring. Definitely. So I think, But I think the Raptors end up winning in like six or seven games. Okay. Chase, what's your feel? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Raps in six is the right play. I think that if the Sixers get here, which I presume that they're going to, it goes against my pick, but... I do think that they are the better team compared to the Nets. I just the consistency issues worry me. Who's going to be the lead scorer in once you get to the playoffs? I don't want it to be Jimmy Butler. I don't really know that I want it to be Ben Simmons either, but like I just is Embiid going to even be playing consistently? I don't know. There's all these question marks surrounding the team, but no matter what happens, they're still in a better spot than they were five years ago. They're still pointed <laughs> in the right direction. They got the three seed this year, which is the exciting thing for Philadelphia. I think it still wraps in six. I still think Kawhi is chasing that Eastern Conference title because he, he had so much success with the Spurs, but just couldn't get over the hump ever since that finals MVP. But I think that uh, Kawhi is really going to do something with the Raptors wraps in six. I don't even think it's close. I think the Raptors win, it's, win this in five. So not just because... Like Embiid's not going to be fully healthy no matter when he plays and um, in if he plays. So, with that in mind, Ibaka and Siakam are going to give him hell. So I think if you take Embiid out, you just kind of take out the pulse of the Sixers. But even like beyond that, the Raptors are just better built than the Sixers. So yeah. these are the game highs for the rap like for like uh, the six best uh, Raptors. So Kawhi <laughs> had 45 points. Danny Green had 29. Pascal Siakam had 44 points. Kyle Lowry had 35 points, Serge Ibaka had 34, and Marcus Gasol had 19. I don't think there's any team in the playoffs this year that has six players where you can just be like, you wouldn't bat an eye if they scored 20 or 25 points. Like, think of even Golden State, like, you have, like, four guys maybe, or three guys that would score 30, like uh, more yeah. than 25 points. Actually, you, we can put Boogie in there as well. Yeah, so, like. So, like, the Sixers maybe are the only other team in the East that can do that. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe the Celtics. I don't know if the Celtics do necessarily. So, Horford. I mean, yeah, it would have to be Kyrie, obviously, Horford, and, yeah, maybe Marcus Morris. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's six know. guys on this team with like that can just – I don't know. There's just something to be said for having five guys like that are like like I don't know that are out there and one guy is in like pulling his end and the other and the other guys are like okay I need to dominate this game for the next 5 minutes. Yeah. There's just something to like I don't know. There's just an urgency that like with that that the uh, the Raptors have that the Sixers just don't. They're the Sixers also are in the middle of the pack in advanced statistics especially um you know since the All-Star break. So I'm not that high in the Sixers um and I think Toronto wins this handily. 
But let's go to the second round of the Western Conference. Uh, Houston-Golden State, I love this matchup. Pat, how are you feeling about Houston going against Golden State for year two? Um, I like it a lot. I think it's going to you know turn out to be just like last year. It's going to be seven games, I think. Um, hopefully, you know, the Rockets can give their give it their all with Chris Ball versus um, the the Warriors. But I wish this yeah, I wish this was a Western Conference Finals match, not a semis. But I, I mean it's gonna it'll be a great series to watch, but the Warriors just cannot be stopped. Interesting. And no matter even if James Harden goes for fifty or sixty and averages forty five throughout the series, it's not it's just not gonna it's not sustainable to okay. beat the Warriors. Chase, what's your take? I agree with that take entirely. It's not sustainable. James Harden can score 55 for all he wants. You're still 50 points away from beating the Warriors. You're going to have to probably break that 100-point threshold or play amazing defense against a team that's just loaded with Team USA guys. This is just the best roster that we've seen in some time, even if Cousins isn't, Boogie isn't the best version of himself that we think he can be, even if Klay Thompson's not going to shoot at some amazing clip in the playoffs. Playoff Warriors are a different breed. I do think it would be fun to see the Rockets push it to seven. I don't know if it happens. I think it's more five or six. But I had the Jazz moving on here. I think the Rockets is a way better matchup and a probably more exciting matchup. Warriors are moving on here, but I think it could prove to be a bit tiring if instead of sweeping their first two series, they do have to go to six or seven against a team that they had to go to seven last year in the conference finals. This is going to be an interesting series, and I kind of do hope it pans out that way. I think Houston wins this series. So the reason I say that, I think that if Houston was in the Eastern Conference, these would be my two finals teams. Um, So... I think it's because of how great Houston has been since Chris Paul oh, came yeah. back. I yeah. mean, they're 25-9. They have the best net rating. They have the second-best offensive rating, the fifth-best defensive rating, and they don't turn the ball over. Like, they're sixth in the league um, in turnovers committed, like, in terms of the least amount of turnovers committed. They're And they're just hungry after last year in a way that Golden State wasn't even hungry when they reached the Western Conference Finals last year. They were kind of, it took them a couple games to get going, which you shouldn't have to do when you're trying to win a finals um, or a championship, excuse me. So, like, I think that there's just a lot of, like, CP3 and Harden are just so competitive. And I think that that's one of the reasons why they're just going to. It gives them a chance. I think it gives them a chance. P.J. Tucker, also the best three-point shooter from the, uh, I think it's the right corner. So, I don't know. I think that they that Houston can move on here, and I think that uh, they could something really huge would have to happen. I think Houston. I think Capella has to have the series of his life. I think I don't even know. I I, don't, I just don't think Capella will even be a factor. Maybe on the you know on the glass, but it, I don't know. It'll be yeah. The, the Rockets are coming for blood, and it's going to be a very competitive series. But I just like can't wrap my head around you know a team beating the Warriors and that's totally fair I know that I'm probably in the minority with thinking that Houston could win but this is the team that can give the war uh, the Warriors the most trouble in my opinion yeah, no I agree um Denver OKC so this is a hard one to predict in my opinion out of like in the second round but uh Pat how do you feel about Denver OKC and can Denver uh you know, outlast OKC? Uh, I don't think they can. I think a lot of the NBA playoffs comes down to experience, and that's something that the Thunder have. Um, and the, that's like I was saying earlier in this pod, the top three scorers on the Nuggets have never been to the playoffs. Nope. And that's that's majority of this team other than outside of Paul Millsap, Isaiah Thomas, and maybe 
I don't know, some, someone else they got. But I think OKC, if 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 Russ is playing the way he should be playing, this team can make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think Paul George will get back to grip, and same with Russ, and, and it'll affect the whole team. Because when those two are playing really well, that's when Steven Adams is – Get you know playing real well in the pick and roll, and then Jeremy Grant gets he feeds off all that energy as well. And they probably have one of the best six mans in the in the um, league in Dennis Schroeder, and he closes out games with that starting five. So I think that that'll be tough to beat for a team that's never really been in this type of situation like the Nuggets. Agreed. Um, how about you, Chase? How do you feel about the series? If I think were... Mike Malone deserves. Coach of the Year. Agreed. And I think he's going to prove that and make it to the Western Conference Finals. I love that. And I think it makes sense because of the roster that he has. I absolutely respect the idea that you need experience to succeed in the playoffs. I mean, last year, I know they were an eight or whatever, seven seed, whatever they were, but Giannis needed experience to get past the Celtics, and he didn't have that. Mm -hmm. But I also look on the other side of it where – the Celtics were one game away without any of their leading scorers, leading experience owners. I mean, you've got a rookie and a second-year player destroying LeBron James, and it took him a little, a few games to get back to it and actually lead the Cavs to the title. I mean, it to me, I really love this Nuggets squad. Not only do I think they're making the Western Conference Finals, I think they've got a damn good shot at making the NBA Finals. I like it. I think people have also kind of thrown Denver, you know, it's to the because, side. and it brings back to my Salt Lake City thing. They're a small market team. Melo's not there. They don't have a superstar. There's <laughs> yeah. no reason to watch the Denver Nuggets. I Other love this team so yeah. much. They could have been the one seed in like, yeah, so right after the All Star break. I yeah no I get that too. But I think that Stephen Adams and Jeremy Grant. Are, if they're able, like they're the X factors, because I think if they're able to take out Jokic, um, I mean, I don't think this is a series. So no, I no, think it's that, not. yeah, it's like their backcourt does not compare to the, the Thunder backcourt. Exactly, and like there isn't another player on this Nuggets roster that can take over a series. Like Paul Millsap is perfect for what he does, and Jamal Murray can win you maybe a game, but there's not enough consistency no, there, and um, I don't think there's enough there to take out OKC. And Denver can take away threes, like again, best opponent. Uh, three-point percentage allowed. But OKC doesn't win games by, uh, you know, shooting lights out from three anyway. So, and, you know, I think they are... They win games by playing defense and scoring, you know, off turnovers. So, yeah, Jokic is not, like... And Jokic is, like, pretty horrific on defense, too. So I think that, uh, you know, Adams can bully his way um, in in the past, like he's done with Golden State. So, I don't know. I think that uh, I like... OKC's path to the Western Conference Finals better than Denver, but I would love to see Denver move forward. I just love Denver's efficiency. Yeah. It just seems like, yes, they have a fantastic defense, but it's just whenever they're down there, it seems they at least get two or at least get to the, the free throw line or something. It just feels like this team is destined for something greater, even if they're based out of Denver, Colorado and not <laughs> Golden State or Boston or something like that. Okay, so we have two OKC, one Denver. OKC advances to the NBA Finals in our predictions. Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Western Conference Finals, excuse me. Um, so Eastern Conference Finals. So you wait, did you both pick I had Bucks? Celtics. You had okay, we right Celtics. Celtics so Celtics Raptors. So Celtics Raptors. Pat, do you see the Celtics being able to squeeze by the Raptors uh, at all? I do not, yeah. strictly because of how versatile or versatile the um, Raptors are. I think you know with their starting five and the guys they have. They're they're one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Fred VanVleet was the sixth man last year. Pascal Siakam will win the Most Improved Player this year, and they have Kawhi Leonard who. 
has been a finals MVP. He's been there before when he was super young. So he knows exactly what it takes to win a championship. Um, I think um, what's Nick Nurse has been a great fill-in for um, – What's his name? They're all Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey, yeah, and he's done a great job in maximizing all these guys' potentials, and his his different um, rotations and lineups he throws it. Teams really confuse him, and you know can give teams a hard time because of you know their their size and length at all positions. They're very good outside of um, you know Kyle Lowry. They have one of the tallest starting lineups in the NBA, and I think that'll give the Celtics a lot of trouble. Okay, and like- from a defensive standpoint, they can hold contain Kyrie Irving I think as well okay how about you Chase I didn't even think that the Celtics would get here in the first place so I don't really think that they can hang with the Raptors this might be a bit bold but I've got Raptors in four in fact (laughs) I just I just think that they just they're a bit out of their depth at this point I really like this Celtics squad if you asked me three or four months ago but it's just to me they are they're really just sputtering down the stretch I feel I agree with you that you're, we're gonna have to watch those first five minutes and see which kind of team this is because damn if it can be last yeah. year's Eastern Conference Finals team, sure I'll sign me up. But yeah. it just to me, I have the Bucks against the Raptors here in a, an, ex, an extremely exciting series. I don't think I think it kind of goes out with a dud, and I think the Raptors make the finals here. I couldn't agree more. The Raptors are just so good. They're, they're oddly underrated. I feel like we don't talk yeah, enough yeah, about yeah. them enough. Um, I think that. Like, again, having those six guys that can just come out of nowhere scoring-wise helps. And the Celtics looked horrible against the Raptors this season. Like, there was just no chemistry there. And, like, the way that Kawhi is able to disrupt, um, you know, just stop the Celtics from making any runs whatsoever. That Even if they have Gordon Hayward back, I think it's going to be difficult for the Celtics to move forward here. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why uh, Kyrie's probably not going to stay, just because I think if he doesn't make the finals, he just has all the reason in the world to leave um, in his mind. I don't think that's the, the right decision by any means. I guess the one reason why the Celtics, Celtics could be just have something here. I mean, Kyle Lowry hasn't been great in the playoffs in his career. Only shot, He's only shooting 41% in the field in his playoff career and his average 15, 4, and 5. Besides that, not enough here for the Raptors to really be taken down. Um, so Western Conference Finals. So you guys have Golden State moving on, right? Right. So, um, State versus War or the Thunder, right? Yep. Against the Th- oh, yeah, OKC. Okay, so, yeah. so how do you feel, Pat, go, with go, Golden State going against OKC? You know, kind of historic matchup. Yeah, looking at earlier in the season, I thought the, the that the Thunder could challenge, have the best team of challenging the Warriors at you know reaching the finals, just because they kind of match up well with the Warriors, but I mean, now that I've watched the rest of the season unfold, I think the Warriors will end up winning in like five or six games. This could be, this could be, you know, a clean, like not a clean sweep, but it could be a quicker series than people anticipate, strictly because of how good the Warriors are. And we've seen at times how, um, how flawed the Thunder can be. I agree. I just don't think there's enough that Russ can do. Like, right. I think that, he, yeah, he brings all the fire, but again, he kind of, I mean, he does yeah. have that Mitchell gene. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> where, I mean, which you can argue is a Russ gene more than is a Mitchell gene, yeah. where he'll just take 30 shots and shoot his team out of the out okay. of the game. Yeah, and, I mean, they are successful when he shoots less. And he, I think he's like, what, like 28% from three this year. It's like something, like, really horrendous like that. It's hard for me to see. I mean, if Paul George or Russ just like if the if Golden State's able to stop one of those guys, it's over. I and mean, we don't even know if Paul George is going to be healthy going into the playoffs. So, 
Um, I, I mean, Golden State would advance here, even though I think the Rockets would advance um, to the finals. But Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It makes me sad that I can't give my Nuggets over Warriors in seven pick. <laughs> Go for it. Like, I, I genuinely think that that Nuggets roster could give the Warriors fits simply because I think they can rely on eight or nine deep on that bench. And I'm really, I, I really like that Nuggets roster. Of course, if it's going to be Warriors versus Thunder, I think it's Warriors in five, and I don't think it's going to be too close, kind of like you guys were talking. There's just so many things that they can abuse from this roster. The hero ball, most notably. Since three years ago, when the Thunder were up 3-1 on the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, it's just been all downhill for this franchise, but it's been masked by the fact that Paul George has been great. I mean, it, to me, it's just they haven't had actual success in the playoffs since that point. Yeah. I mean, it, since losing Kevin Durant, it, you, when you swap Kevin Durant for Paul George, I don't really think you're gaining much. Ooh, you're, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think when you're not gaining, but it's like equal amount yeah. in terms of what he's, like Paul George has done this season. I think regular season, sure. I think kind of like what you're saying, I just don't think you, you don't have the same playoff team. And I mean, where did Kevin Durant go? He went to the Warriors. So it's just like, it's going to be tough for them to get past it. I genuinely think that it's Warriors in five here and probably en route to yet another yeah, Golden State title. That's yeah. what I mean. I think it's, like I said, it could be a quicker series than people think. Yeah, I mean, Golden State, again, you could just turn it on. It'll, it probably will happen, but they'll, they'll I probably not. I bet they sweep the first two rounds. If, uh, if they're going to sweep the Rockets, oh, not the Ro- no, Oof, no, no, not, not happen. If the Jazz get through, it could happen, but yeah, not a chance. The Rock, yeah. I think the Rockets yeah, go to the finals. Yeah. Um, so let's just do uh, final. We got to kind of wrap this up, but finals picks here: Golden State, Raptors. What? How, what's your feeling, Pat? Do you think that the Raptors could actually disrupt the Warriors here? Um, I think they can maybe cause some challenges for them. Yes, so but not enough to you know have them upset the Warriors. I think they win in probably like six or seven games. This is probably the Raptors probably match up with the Warriors the best on any other team in the NBA, just not based off their starting lineups and the guys. I think they're they may be a deeper team than Golden State as well, but I think Golden State like you just you don't have five, you know, Hall of Famers, five All Stars <laughs> like this and just don't figure it out. I think this team's too good to not figure out how to win, and they're just gonna you know three peat. I think the Raptors come out the gates and disrupt everything, and they win the first game in Golden State, and people are flipping out like, oh my god, this is the real deal. And then the Warriors win four in a row and win the series in five. And I think it'll probably suck, and it'll it'll be reminiscent of when the Thunder were up 3-1, and we're like, finally, we get a different team, and then the Warriors come on and win three in a row. But to me, it's... It's unfortunate that it's going to be the Warriors again. It's nice that it's going to be a non-LeBron team to face them in the East because it's been so damn long since it's happened. But, I mean, is it that much different when it's just the team that's lost to LeBron in, like, the last three playoffs? Like, Yes, because now they have the... Uh, maybe a top three defender of all time on their team. Sure, sure. I think this team matches up very well against the Warriors. So the yeah. reason why, I mean, the Warriors' two best players are KD and Steph, and when they're together, I mean, that's one of the most unstoppable offensive forces you can have. Um, it's one of the best one-two combos ever, it's statistically. Like automatic 50 points. Exactly. Automatic 50 points. Um, they actually be- almost became the first teammates ever to have, like, a, I think it's a... No- 40, 50, 90 season really? um, for okay. both of those both guys of those, at, on the same team. This season? They almost had that oh, uh, really? this season, yeah. But um, you put Kawhi Leonard on Durant, and you can disrupt his game like we saw Kawhi do in the past with LeBron. I mean, this is a guy that's so good on defense that when LeBron was facing the Spurs in 
Uh, I forget which finals it was. He saw Ka- he was at the free throw line, and Kawhi Leonard. He saw Kawhi Leonard come back in, and he visibly said like, "Fuck, I can't yeah. believe!" Like he was upset. Like one of the greatest players of all time was upset to see that guy come back in. And I think that I mean that if you can stop Durant even just a little bit, that gives you a little bit more of a chance. I also like I don't know who's going to be on uh, Demarcus uh, Cousins or and Draymond, but like I still like Ibaka towering over both of those guys and an athletic guy who can boogie doesn't run up the court abaka is that agile guy that so maybe you cut down his minutes and just be like just go all out they bring abaka off the bench right sometimes the whole thing is nick nurse uses so many different lineups that he either starts one yeah because i feel like they always have their one through four is always the same kyle lowry you know Kawhi, Danny Green, and Pascal, but then they yeah interchange. Which is so funny. Hearing all those names five years ago, this is like an all-star team, all-star yeah. team roster. But like, it's just they, they haven't fallen off by any means. They're still the two seed in the East, and we've got them in our finals. But it's just if Serge Ibaka can regain his like 2014 prowess. But the thing like, is, he's he's like he struggled last year, probably the last couple of years. But yeah. then now he's been like this year, he actually showed a lot. And I think that Pascal, <laughs> especially. Um, I mean, if they're defensively, they can make this work. I feel like, yeah, and again, there's totally. enough offensive firepower there. You can even put Marcus Saul when Demarcus Cousins is in. That actually helps you being able to have Marcus Saul, who's also one yeah. of those older dudes who can't route the court as well. Like, it, they fit. I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, if Steph is Steph, then it's just gonna be really hard to stop this team. But yeah. Kyle Lowry is also feisty. He matches up well against Steph. I think it's closer than people would. Like, if this matchup actually happens, I think it is a six-game series, and I still think the Warriors will probably pull it out. But if the Rockets win, and I think they really, like, there's a high chance that that can happen, actually. Um, it'll be a great series. I still think that the Rockets... Uh, I still think the Rockets get to the uh, get to the finals, and I think they, they also match up very well against the Raptors. I think that's why I pick uh, Harden as my finals MVP. Yeah. It, but if it is Golden State... Um, finals pick, like finals MVP pick. I have, I think it would be, K- or I think you know, I think it would be Steph this time. Sure. Uh, yeah, it'd be Steph. Which is funny, yeah. like, we've all got individually different uh, <laughs> picks in our finals. I got, which is insane, like, my pick. It just feels crazy saying, like, Milwaukee, Denver, like, just seems so wild. But, like, so who would be the finals? Like, who would win that? I, I've got, the, I would have the Bucks. Yeah. So Giannis MVP. Yeah, yeah. I just like. I mean, it'll be funny to get a Chris Middleton MVP shout. Like if he has like a fantastic. <laughs> there's role no playing. way. But yes, there's yeah. just no way that Giannis doesn't just tear a new one yeah. into Denver. And so like, I think it'll be really fun to have a not Warriors Finals. I think this is the year that it could happen. More likely than not, it's Houston knocking them off in the in the semis. But man, I, I really hope for a good playoffs. That's all we can hope for. Exactly. Is that the Warriors don't just sweep their way. Agreed. Yep. How about you, Pat? Who would your finals MVP be? In um, a- I, you know, I like Steph, too. Is I think Steph's been a lot better this year than KD has, and I think that'll just translate into you know the finals, even though KD's kind of proven that he's been like their closer in the finals the past two years. But, yeah, I can see Steph winning it as well. I, I'll predict Steph to win. I just think that if Golden State wins and, you know, he is the like if they had to choose between one of those two guys. I think people thought last year that they fucked up the finals pick, the picking KD over Steph, which I'm not sure I agree with. I actually thought KD should win. Uh, um, yeah, but like I think that because of that, Steph would be I would win a finals MVP if the, uh, just because of last year a little bit, just make up there. Not Clay Thompson. <laughs> no, I don't think Clay will ever win a finals MVP. Just and I think it. he's okay with that. Well, yeah, I just with those people, like right. with the amount of talent that's on the roster. Um, but any last thoughts before we wrap up the pod? We actually got this really tight before uh, 
you know, we only have a couple minutes left, so way to go, guys. Thanks. <laughs> but any final thoughts? Any any other playoff predictions before we wrap it up? Ah, any I'm gut just feelings? excited to see how you know the first round unfolds. I genuinely think that even though we had the Thunder in our collective Western Conference Finals, I still think that the Blazers are a team that are going to beat them in the first round. And I think the Jazz <clears> could beat the Rockets too. I think the Western Conference is wide open outside that top number one seed. So. Hell, the Spurs could beat the Nuggets. I could be completely wrong about Denver. I am excited for it. It's going to be a great one. Um, this could be an all-time playoffs. I mean, it just has that feeling. There's just so yeah. many, There's so much like, great talent. Two years ago, when the Warriors only lost one game in the playoffs, we went in knowing that something like that was going to happen. Last year, we had a bit of a different feeling, and we got two Game 7s in the finals. Even though we got the finals we expected, we still had two Game 7s. I think this year, it has the chance. I, I really hope so. It's going to be exciting. Um, but guys, thanks so much for sitting down with me, talking some hoops. It's my favorite topic to talk about with anything ever. <laughs> um, and thank you all for joining us for another edition of the You Listen I Talk podcast. If you want to contact us, you can always email us at You Listen I Talk Mailbag at gmail.com. and you can follow us on Twitter at You Listen underscore I Talk. And if you haven't done so already, we encourage you to subscribe to our pages on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, until next time, and we look forward to putting out some new NBA content next week, hopefully. Bucks and six. Let's see it. (laughs) 